Rock Hill and the world. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on what time you're watching this. I'm Chris Carrado, your host on RockHillVideo.com. This is mainly a political show, although we do invite all different types of guests from all walks of life. As I always like to say at the beginning of every show, every guest we have that comes on here is welcome to talk about the issues. This is not a judgment area. This isn't a bash anybody, praise anybody. Everybody has an equal opportunity to talk about how they feel about certain issues without being bullied or uh, praised. If I ever bring on two people that have opposing views, everyone gets an equal opportunity without me talking over somebody just because I may not agree with them or giving somebody extra time because I do agree with them more. It's not that kind of show. I went to Winthrop University, which is in Rock Hill, and I was a mass communications major with a concentration in journalism. And I always feel like the best way to do news uh, or share the issues is it's okay to bring on people who have different ideas. Some may be controversial and whatnot, yet I feel I'm not on here to just push one specific agenda. Uh, my agenda is to just really just get everybody on here and get them an equal opportunity to talk regardless of uh, political affiliation or non-political affiliation. As long as everyone is, is respectful, that's really all that matters. That's the way I like to do news. So... Tonight, which is November 24th, 2020, it's a Monday night, almost uh, 7.15 p.m. on the Eastern Standard Time. Tonight we have on Meredith Swaim. I actually met her about a little more than 10 years ago when I first started <laughs> doing comedy. She was a student at what college? CPCC, Central Piedmont Community right. College. Yep, because yeah. that was right there in Charlotte. Uh, by Charlottetown and Elizabeth was where we were doing the, the comedy at a place called SKNet Cafe. And we just, wow. stayed, yeah, that's how long it's it was been. back in the day. We've, we've just stayed friends throughout these years on Facebook. I, I haven't seen her in person probably in probably close to 10 years or so. <laughs> she's been nice enough to stay friends with me on Facebook, so that's pretty cool. So, Meredith, thank you for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Awesome. <laughs> So, what would you like to share about uh, your personal life, what pe how people could know about you? What would you like people to know about you? Okay, so, what personal life? <laughs> um, yeah, so, I live in Charlotte, North Carolina with my cat and few roommates, um, though I am hopefully saving up to live in a yurt on some land, sort of like off the grid what I'm where I'm sort of studying my sites these days and um yeah personal life I like to dance I like to you know I like to make music I like to create um but I work as an astrologer full-time and an intuitive so I you know sit with people usually who are like you know what whether they're searching their purpose or they're searching um, you know, some kind of form of spirituality, I just help them with that. Or, you know, I do offer spiritual counseling as well for people who feel overwhelmed um, by things, which is easy to do this year, for sure. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what my personal life, my personal life is work and just kind of exploring consciousness and you know, I don't have any kids. I don't, I just have my, my cat. But other than that, you know. <laughs> okay. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, so that pretty much. Uh, is there anything else? That my next question was, what exactly do you do? Um, is there anything else oh, you want sure. to add on to that? Um, not really. I mean, I think like a lot of people have like misconceptions about like what an astrologer is, which is sort of. I think every astrologer is different. Astrology is like a huge umbrella, and underneath that, there's so many different types of astrology and. Um, you know, I choose to work with evolutionary astrology, which focuses on the evolution of the soul and psychological astrology, sort of like helping people piece themselves together. You know, I think there's not one person out there that isn't um, fragmented or traumatized or, you know, struggling with this thing, that thing. And so I think um, my work serves as a way to help people integrate um and i yeah i think that's that's that for that question okay. yeah that was that was actually my next question and any any oh, shit, misconceptions sorry. you wanted to wanted to share oh, okay well there are several so i mean there's so many like i have people come to me and they're like, when am I going to get married or when am i gonna when am i gonna when am i gonna when am i gonna and i'm just like no, that is not, I don't think that the future is fixed like that. And I don't think, I mean, there are some kinds of astrology like Vedic astrology or like more traditional astrology where like they would look at your chart and say, yes, you will have two husbands and you will, you know, inherit a cow and you will, you know, it's like, but that's not really the world that we live in. We live in a very um, quantum universe. And so the future is always changing from my perspective. So I guess that's one of the misconceptions. And then also, you know, I've had people sit in my chair and be like, um, oops, and be like, can you like, what does my dead dad have to say, you know, and I'm just, I have to tell them like, no, that's not, that's not what an astrologer does. But yeah, so I mean, there are so many misconceptions. I think no intuitive, no astrologer is ever 100%. And like, you know, people get it wrong all the time. Energy is constantly changing. And I don't know, I guess I could come up with misconceptions for days. So you would would you refer to yourself as a fortune teller? No. A sorceress? No, no. A witch? No, I, no, people have been trying to put witch on me for a long time and I don't, um, I don't identify with that. Not that there's anything wrong with identifying with that. It's just not, I don't know. I mean, Gosh, I could I could identify as a light worker, but I don't even think that's you know, I'm just a full spectrum multidimensional human helping other people to arrive at that, you know. Okay. Are there any other titles that you've been given that don't make sense or not you? Um let's see. No, not that I can think of. Like, I think that, yeah, there's a lot of different titles and a lot of different labels and a lot of different boxes. I think witch, sorceress, you kind of covered, gypsy, you know, uh, all yes. kinds of. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
not a big fan of boxes for sure. Okay. So there's no gypsy <laughs> dust you could put on me and put a spell on me or anything like that? I mean, so technically with the way energy works, if I were to, or if anybody were to think about someone for long enough in a certain way, that could be considered casting a spell, you know? So, you know, you try to, so that's why like when you think negatively in someone's direction, you can cause someone actual physical pain or, you know, thinking positively in someone's direction, you can actually like uh, move molecules and shift their energy. So. Hmm, okay. <laughs> That's okay. So um, do people ever ask you your view of the afterlife and religion? Uh, yes. And I have, so a lot of like people who are like multidimensional full spectrum humans have different opinions about the afterlife. Mine is a little bit more, I don't want to say bleak because it's not really bleak. It's just not like what I perceive. It's just not what we think it is. So from my perspective, you know, I can't talk about the afterlife without talking about where I perceive we are which is, so I'm a big fan of simulation theory and game theory and the idea that this is a simulated reality. So, um, you know, so when you, when the avatar, when this avatar dies, um, you know, there is within the simulation, maybe like a bit of a mechanical structure to funnel someone back the cycle of reincarnation hmm. that's not necessarily what i think a lot of even mediums would say they would talk about the long life review and you know uh going into the light where like i've been training myself when i pass to go into the darkness hmm. um which is where all creation resides from so there's a lot of different ideas or perceptions on the afterlife. And I feel like, um, I don't know. I mean, I consider it to be some hopium, uh, hopium, like kind of to like calm people to accept some kind of, uh, reality, even outside of the physical experience that is, I don't know. So I think, yeah. And religion might be mind control. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like to get people to sort of like look outside of themselves for a savior or for somebody to rescue them um, and to condition people that they are bad or that they are sinners, that you are unclean just in being born unless you accept a savior externally um you know i think that god or creator or creation is both outside there is a godhead from what i've seen and what i feel but um that we are emanations of that mm. um yeah so do you think we can come back as, say, an animal or a plant or something like that? 
Um, I'm a, I'm not clear on that, but I don't think so. I think animals have their own thing going on on a soul level. They're like assistants for us. Oh, hey, oh, yeah. little little. Yeah, apparently. Who's that? This is Sam. <laughs> apparently, hey, Sam. Apparently, he wants to join the 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 interview. Hey, Sam. So <laughs> we might just keep this in the uh, in the in the show. Okay. <laughs> I think you should. But yeah, you can see why I'm like reticent to share because my ideas on the afterlife are like not not popular. I actually think that death can be extremely freeing. Okay. Um, you know, as like a transfer of energy, but it's just um yeah, a lot of mediums, you know, they talk about how like I don't know, like it's all sunshine and roses, you know, I just don't, that's not like the place that I exist in, I guess. Okay. <laughs> Awkward. So I, I yeah. think, so basically we're not, we, can we come back as animals or plants? I think it's kind of like, uh... I don't perceive so. I think every, well, first of all, like, okay, so, <laughs> you know, that, kind of entails defining like what is a human being so a human being from my perspective i don't think a lot of people here are even human like i know i'm not human um what are you (laughs) well i recently discovered my soul spirit origin and i am of the fae have you heard of the fae fairy the fairy realm yeah, so I am an aspect of the Fae, which is just wild to me, you know, but that's something that was recently uh, revealed to me uh, in my uh, dream time. So I'm just really excited about that. It's like once you see who you are, you like can't debase that at okay. all. Um, but I think there are some people, you know, here who are reptilian there are some people here that are like literally like robots like or virtual intelligences in like human sleeves (laughs) and so like you know so no i don't think that we can come back into this realm as um as plants or animals i think that's kind of like a you know somewhat outdated uh like concept of reincarnation okay but i do perceive that um you know i believe in reincarnation i think we've the simulation that i talked about is not new i think we've actually been in here for eons (laughs) so um yeah okay that's my perspective on that (laughs) so does that mean i can go to like another dimension at, at some point yes um definitely yeah so there are within the simulation there are dimensions okay and then outside of what i call it the construct so outside of the construct there are dimensions as well um and we can experience both while being in here if we are able to get our frequency to a certain level um you know to elevate our consciousness but there's a lot of different like mechanisms that are kind of used to suppress our consciousness from like you know like i tv is like an obvious one like i mean how many people have you seen just like with their phone like this you know with their with their mouth like slightly open you know um and you know certain foods water 
like stuff like that. I think there's been a lot of suppression on human consciousness. Uh, so, but yes, I do believe that it's possible to, uh, you know, experience alternate timelines, other realms of existence. We can even create our own universe and then go spend time in there whenever we want. So mm. how do you do that? <laughs> You just imagine it. So, like, you're a creative person. I've read for you. You're, like, super creative. From my perspective, you don't have to agree with me. <laughs> um, but so you just, like, basically close your eyes and you just imagine another realm. Like, if you can see it, it exists um, in all, in, in the realm of possibility. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, am I, yeah. will I be able to see people that died when I die? Oh, that's a, that's a tough question. So likely you will see people that have, that, that, you know, that you've known that have passed over that have died when you die. I, <laughs> this is so, this is like the unpopular uh, part of this conversation. One of the unpopular parts of this conversation, because I perceive that like, it's wise to go beyond that. So even if you see your childhood dog, if you see a beloved family member, if you see this, 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 I would keep going, keep going. Cause that's how you break out of the construct. Okay. <laughs> is by oh hey and then keep going you know that's just my perspective but um yeah not a popular one i think that that's kind of how souls get funneled back okay <laughs> that's why i say go into the darkness not into the light um yeah because i think that's part of the the mechanism to keep souls here Oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's uh, why I was nervous about this conversation. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, any advice or warnings you want to share with us, the viewers? Advice or warnings about what? Anything coming up in, that you might think uh, could be harmful in the future. Harmful? Well, okay. So, like, have you ever heard the Plato's Cave? analogy plato's cave no yeah okay so i'm gonna run through this and then i will get into some you know general like uh timeline predictions and astrology if you want and um but i want to talk about plato's cave because i think it's really important right now because you know over the last like maybe 10 years human consciousness human <laughs> wink <laughs> but human consciousness has evolved to a level that it's kind of like it's coming up against this almost like, you know, you could consider it like a, a frequency fence or something like that, where like we've been evolving and evolving and evolving and evolving. And how interesting is it that the global narrative is like, you know, clamp down this year, right? in the year of 2020 vision or hindsight is 2020 or all the shit, right? So Plato's cave is about this guy 
Well, there's three guys and they're chained up inside of a cave and there's a fire behind them and there's all these, um, you know, people are walking by and creating shadows on the wall in front of them because there's a fire behind them. People are walking by. So there's shadows on the wall in front of them and they're chained up. So that's all they can see. So one guy breaks himself loose and he goes outside of the cave and he has to like adjust his eyes and his mind to see all that there is to see out there. He sees the sun, he sees the, sees the moon, he sees, you know, the trees, the animals, all this. He meets other people and exchanges ideas outside of the cave. And then he goes back inside of the cave and he tries to tell the prisoners, like, there's a whole world out there. Like, how much did we, you know, how much did I see? And I'll just tell you everything. And they try, so they try to kill him when he tries to free free them, basically, from their enslavement. So that's kind of the, like, a good metaphor for, I think, like, what's, just some of the, the things that I've seen, that I've observed, that I've experienced, uh, and then kind of explaining that to people <laughs> it's just been like pretty challenging um but that's what i perceive that there is an opportunity to do over the course of the next time is irrelevant time does not even exist really as a linear construct so I've there's a couple of things you what i've heard that before but time is not linear yeah, time is not linear. Well, time is simultaneous. Technically, you know, in the multiverse, it's all happening now. So have you heard of gravitational singularity? Yes, I couldn't explain it, though. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a spiritual and not scientific job of explaining this. Okay. Because I do perceive that, you know, I mean, I think that scientists, some physicists, have been talking about this, like in between pictures of Kim Kardashian's ass, you know? Um, <laughs> and so gravitational singularity is the convergence and the collapse of time. So in the construct, there's all these different timelines that could play out. And haven't you felt like the last like maybe four or five years, it's been like, just like the fucking washing machine of growth, like going through shit and getting over it, going through shit and getting over it, kind of like uh, accelerated a little bit. Have you felt that? You know, I, I probably need to think about that. I, I, it might be. I, I don't think I've ever been asked that question. It's not like a common question. No. I don't think. <laughs> um. So what I perceive, um, you know, this year is the beginning of is sort of like the end of time as we know it to be. So um, in 1582, the Gregorian calendar was created, which sort of spelled humanity into believing that time is linear. Mm. I don't think that that was a understanding that we had before. I'm not exactly sure what came before. But um, this year is the very same astrology 
as that year that the Gregorian calendar was created. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that, you know, sort of spells out a shift or a change in time. So what I've been experiencing, and that's my advice for 2020 or my warning, whatever, not really a warning, but that's like my, one of my pieces of advice is to lose time, like as often as you can to like go long stretches without checking the time or your phone, you know, to spend long stints away from your technology, from your hmm. phone. You know, I do that. <laughs> yeah. um, so that's, that's like one of my biggest recommendations, because I do think that there is sort of like an opportunity to experience time as nonlinear in a way that we haven't really before. Um, you know, just so I mean, what just kind of zooming out from the suffering that has come about as a result of some of the things that have happened this year. Um, you know, what was I going to say? Hang on. No problem. Oh, okay. So I just think that that's part of the, sorry, that's just part of the reason why I perceive that the global narrative or like the the news and the like, you know, with the elections and the, all the different things that have happened this year, I think that's why like there's such a strong clampdown of the global narrative is because there is this opportunity to experience like, uh, you know, past, present, and future simultaneously. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so gravitational singularity is the collapse of time. And since I think 2010, you know, physicists have been talking about it. And it's one of those things that's very disputed, like every other thing in the scientific community. But, um, you know, we could be in, we could be in it now, who knows? So, um, yeah, so that's definitely something that is important for people to know from my perspective, you know, check the, the solar news or like the space weather news. There's like one channel I really like on YouTube called Suspicious Observer. Mm. He talks about that a lot um, because there's just a lot going on that I don't think the like the typical news media, which is the enemy of the people. The news media is the enemy of the people. Can we just like, I mean, there's a lot of things that they're not talking about or sharing. <laughs> um, so let's see, advice. Okay, so like we are pretty much in the most intense part of the year right now. Like astrologically, there's well, I would say December is the most intense month of the year. If you could believe that, um, you know, we're headed into a conjunction on December 21st of 2020 with Jupiter and Saturn uh, at the very first degree of Aquarius. So what we've been dealing with this year is Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter all conjoining or merging together well, you know, coming into alignment on and off since, you know, January. So like, you know, January was a big month, April, June, 
November and, you know, and December, they're all really close in the sign of Capricorn, which has to do with time. So Capricorn and Capricorn, which has to do with time. It has to do with financial institutions. It has to do with, um, you know, hierarchical structures and institutions, like all institutions, government, religion, you know, education, medical, you know, so technically, like when I looked at the astrology for the beginning of this year, and I wrote a blog on it, I was like, okay, so these institutions might fall, you know, as we know them, they might fall. But they've done a really interesting job of hanging on and, you know, and clamping down a little bit. So I'm just, I'm curious, I'm, I'm curious to see what could happen in the December 21st conjunction um, at the end of the year, because that's when Saturn and Jupiter conjoin in Aquarius. And some people think that that's the start of the quote, age of Aquarius or the golden age and, mm. you know, where, or the age of enlightenment, uh, you know, you could say, but I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not too super convinced about anything time related or time oriented. I think that it can go in any number of ways. Hmm. Um, and we'll see what happens. We sure will. Though I do have a couple of, I, there's more that I can say. Do you have a question or anything? Like, I feel like I've been talking. Well, I'm, I'm a Capricorn. That's what perked my ears earlier. Capricorn. <laughs> I know you're like in it right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, my uh, birthday is the 16th of January. Yeah, I think, um, and I read for you, and I, I guess if your son is in Capricorn, that can look like a little bit of an ego death or like, you know, structures in your life that you're really used to sort of like shifting around and changing and, you know. Okay. And so, you, do you feel like you could see the future or not? Or like you can see parts of it or get, get hints? Interesting because, you know, I've had like premonition dreams for myself, uh, you know, sometimes. And I've had like moments of what's called um, like precognizance for myself. Hmm. Um and, you know, sometimes I do perceive that, um, that I can have that, you know, for the world. It's just, it's such a loaded gun right now because of everything that's been going on. So I do perceive that there are a few different timelines, you know, sort of like warring for, you know, <laughs> it's like, which which future is humanity going to experience before the singularity is kind of like the the battle over humanity humanity's future there's like um man this is really really tricky to talk about <laughs> Chris. um because you know You've heard about the end of days and all that stuff, right? Of course. Of course, right? Because we grew up 
in a time that was super heavily loaded with like end of days sort of propaganda, you know, 2000, 2012, the world was going to end, the world was going to end. And maybe the world did end as we knew it. Um, You know, I actually, I perceived that in 2000 and 2012, we were just like uploaded to a different version of the simulation. Um, so, you know, wasn't, wasn't, uh, was it the Mayan calendar that ended in 2020, 2012, supposedly? Yeah, it was the Mayan calendar, but there's also the Ethiopian calendar, which spells out the end in 2020, Mm. or some people have been saying that like, you know, 2020 is actually 2012, (laughs) of course. I mean, you know, and I, I will say that, like, I've always thought that, like, my, that I was going to see the end of the world, but I also, like, knew that the world wasn't the world, (laughs) that it's a, you know, so I've had memory of, like, of signing something and get in a body that looked kind of like this one, but different, and getting into a pod, and I don't think I ever left <laughs> the pod. Like, that's what wow. I think. Like, So there was an original Earth. It was called Tara or Tiamat. Really? Um, huh. Yes. And I've had memory of that. And it's beautiful. It's like the true experience of density. Like, have you ever done mushrooms or anything like that? Mushrooms, DMT, any any hallucinogens? Oh, drugs? No, I typically drugs? Try not to, well, I, I guess it's technically not a drug, but typically don't do stuff like that. Not that I, oh, not you that don't I'm talk dead. about it on here? No, no, no. You, you can talk about it. I, I just don't really do that. That's okay. Have you ever, like, done any kind of breath work or anything like that? Any kind of what? Breath work? I don't like even know what that breathing? is. Okay, no problem. So just imagine then, if you will, um, you know, trees and plants and animals, like all laughing and breathing together as one. Like you can actually experience them like and communicate with them. And that's like what it was always like all the time on Tara. Like there was no death, you just, unmanifested a body because you decided that you were done like and you lived for thousand a thousand two thousand years you know which is different from what we would experience in here as so (laughs) obviously like that's a little bit out there but i do perceive that like you know that's why i can't i can't take things seriously like climate change because simulations have architects and this is controlled so the end of the world isn't really the end of the world it's just the end of the simulation you know so i don't even know where i was at but i do perceive that like at some point in my lifetime that i will experience like ejection from the simulation. I also perceive that there's a new sim- simulation for people who are not ready for 
that experience, you know, and that might be something like, you know, that might be something like 2012 or 2000, where we were just kind of uploaded to <laughs> a new version. You know, have you seen Stranger Things on Netflix? Yes. You know how, like, they talk about the upside down, inside out? Yes. World. That's where we are. Okay. <laughs> from my perspective. Um, so I think we're the inverse is, <laughs> is what uh, my friend and teacher uh, calls it, the inverse. Um, so I know that right now there are sort of like, you know, two factions sort of like warring over humanity's future and that you know one faction is a little bit more tyrannical and a little bit more control oriented and this is the same faction that has been sort of like overpowering or dominating over humanity for the last thousands 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 of years um you know this is why like you know you're born and you're given a birth certificate and you know you are like a asset of a corporate entity, mm. you know, the United States of America Corporation. And, you know, there's another faction that from my experience or my inter intuitive perception is more beneficial. And that timeline is a lot easier and a lot more gentle. It's more of an unveiling rather than like a tyrannical control uh sort of a timeline it's like the unveiling versus the uh armageddon <laughs> okay, okay. um and remember when we had our reading and i told you to get food and water yes so that was when i was really strongly feeling this but lately which is cool this is good news i've been feeling more this right. so and have you seen the OA, the second season? OA. Oh my gosh, I would so recommend that everybody who is watching this, please watch the second season of the OA. It is so good. Okay. Um, so at the end, they say something like, within the human mind exists a multiverse of possibilities and potentials. So even with this sort of like war over the timeline playing out, there's still so much creative potential that we have within us to, you know, say this wins. We could never see a moment of suffering in this if we were to activate our creative potential and creative abilities. So just by imagining what we want our days to be like, imagining what we want our, like, I mean, the phrase, imagine the world that you want to see and live in has never been truer, um, I think, than it is now. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, and, and within that, too, there's so many alternate possible futures. I mean, we could go our whole lives and nothing could change. I mean, I'm not... I just hope that the matrix closes down because that's like the timeline that works best for me. Like yeah. that's, that's what I want. But I know that a lot of people aren't ready for that and that's okay, you know? And so I guess like, 
I don't know. I think that either way, human consciousness is on sort of an evolutionary, like on an exponential curve. And at the same time, I think technology is on a exponential curve. So these are a few interesting things. One thing that I know for sure to be true about the future is that we will see technology that we have we couldn't even imagine um start to come out like after december i would say probably is would be the start of that um and i think that these are technologies that like you know these factions have had for ever like have not never existed like have always existed um and so you know but we'll be like, oh, my God, new technology for us. Yay. But no, it's not new. So. Okay. Um, any <laughs> any uh, political visions or predictions that you want to share? Mm. Let's see. So I have a. Okay. So like within a simulated reality construct, within that theory, I think. Trump is one of the most polarizing people basically ever to come onto the political scene. Like you, um, you meet someone and you're like, what do you think of Trump? And they either like start foaming at the mouth and like start like having smoke come out of their ears. Right. Or, you know, you see somebody who loves him, who appreciates him, who respects him. And personally, even though this is not popular opinion, I perceive that um, that that's the timeline of the unveiling hmm. is the one where Trump is like sworn back into office. Um, and the... Uh, you know, Kamala and Biden, because I don't think that Biden will ever be president. Like, I think that if anything, Kamala could be president if, uh, you know, if Biden suddenly didn't kill himself, you know. Oh, wow. Well, we got a little yeah. bit, we got about two months and we'll find out. I know. Yeah. So I do think that, like, Kamala was definitely, like, who was wanted for that ticket and i think that that it's like having an enemy that says it to your face or having an enemy that says it like is really sweet to your face but then like does some really incredibly shady shit for humanity behind your back <laughs> okay that's kind of like the difference between like this ticket and this ticket is like um you know and for the future of humanity, womanity before gravitational singularity, I think, um, you know, I think that Trump might be a more beneficial option. And, you know, and I that that has nothing to do with my feelings about him. I don't, I try not to give anybody outside of me the power to make me have a bad day or a good day and you know i i don't vote like as a person i don't um cast my spell 
you know, that's the one thing too, is like occult and metaphysical arts and sciences are pretty much like constantly used by folks that are in like the top of the top of big corporations and, you know, the government and like all of the, you know, three letter organizations, CIA, FBI, NASA, like all of the different, um, you know, they're all in the occult. Um, Mm. And so they're sort of like relying on the fact that, or they're banking on the fact that we don't know anything about that because we have been taught that God is outside of us or that God does not exist at all, you know? So, I mean, yeah, like I feel my own personal, you know, sort of vision or, uh, excuse me, perception about what could happen is that like, um, you know, the, the voter fraud gets investigated and makes it to the Supreme Court and Trump gets reelected and the sensitive left, which I mean, honestly, like, you know, if you are still watching the mainstream media at this point in time, like you are getting lied to, like across the board. (laughs) So, um, you know, I perceive that like if Trump gets sworn back into office, that's like um, a huge energetic harvest for the faction that is on the left. So do you know what an energetic harvest is? No, there's a ton of things you're telling me that I've never heard of. Yay, that's good. This is good. Um, An energetic harvest is, okay, so like, um, certain beings can only exist within a certain density. So if, you know, lower density emotions like fear, anger, sadness, rage, like all of these different emotions that get stirred up in, you know, in events like the all of the events that we have seen this year sort of like function as somewhat of an energetic harvest, which is where, you know, certain beings feed on what's called loosh or, you know, people's energy that's generated by these events. So if if Trump gets reelected, we will see a loosh harvest, mm. which is basically like a bunch of people going fucking nuts and, you know, beings getting basically fed with you know, with that energy, I think people will be pissed on that side of the the aisle or whatever, you know. And that's why the calmest people, regardless of which way it goes, because I'm not attached, is are sort of in the eye of the storm. Like they're in the center of, of, you know, and they're not letting this or that affect them i think that the smartest people or the most what whatever you could call it conscious people are focusing on making their lives as um awesome and their as possible and they're you know they're imagining the world that they want to see and they're healing themselves and they're remembering 
who they are, like before, you know, um, before we went through the birth canal, this go round of, <laughs> okay. of forgetting, you know, so yeah. <laughs> I'm snagging a picture. Don't mind me. Right on. Okay. Is there anything else you want to share that I haven't uh, brought up or anything like that? I know we talked I, about a lot. Do of you have any questions? Like I feel like I've said a lot. Well, I mean, I, I asked, I mean, I had a good bit of questions I asked you. Um, I, I feel like you pretty much answered everything. I mean, some stuff I myself and, you know, those watching will have to probably do a little bit of research on to understand. Um, but no, you, you answered all my questions. Uh, it's definitely interesting. I've, I'll have to look up a lot of stuff here. <laughs> you know, yeah, so, so I guess like the, yeah, like there is one other thing that I want to say, and it is that like right now, the global narrative and the news media and all of these different institutions, like while they are seemingly you know, on their last legs from, even though it looks like they're taking more power, I think that they might be trying to do so as they are on their way out. That's just my perspective. Um, but I would say that like the most crap, what was it? I was just gonna, it was right there. It was right <laughs> there. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get it back. Oh, yes, I do remember. Yay. Okay. <laughs> Everything that is happening right now is to get people really snared in a few different things. So the first thing is belief. When you break down the word believe, it means to be the lie of. So question all of your beliefs. <laughs> Um, you know, that's what I would say as one thing, because, you know, beliefs are not facts and beliefs are not intuitions. And I think with facts and intuitions, there can be a lot more um, acceleration of development and expansion and that kind of thing. So your beliefs are not your facts or your intuitions. Okay. So that's one thing. And there is sort of an effort right now to get people snared in, in personality and in identity. So, you know, identity politics are really like a strong, strong, like talking point and a strong, like a lot of people cast their spell or their vote based on identity politics. And right now, even though our identities are what they are and are, you know, like I am a woman, I am a white woman. And that has sort of defined or shaped my experience in a certain way. And, you know, Everybody has like a race, a gender orientation, a, you know, a perspective that sort of is shaped by those things. And, 
you know, and I think that this time right now is way more about the soul, which doesn't always have a gender. It, it can, mine does, but it doesn't have to. Um, and the soul is what has experienced things like plagues or things like famines or things like, um, you know, all of the things that we've been getting little predictive programming from our, our enemy of the people news media, you know, the soul knows at the end of the day. So when it comes time to, you know, make a big decision or to, you know, uh, decide how you want to spend your day, I would sort of consult your spirit and your soul before I would consult personality and identity. And so that's like a huge, like this is not the time to be sort of like, this is not the time for surface, even though I know a lot of, um, a lot of the experiences that people have based on their identifiers are not surface level experiences, but this is the time for the depth of the soul. I think consciousness is the way through. So yeah. Okay. That's it. <laughs> Definitely a lot of stuff for our viewers to uh, do some research on and learn about. Um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you to learn more or to get a reading, what, what should they do? How can they reach you? Um, you can go to Meredith's Lucky Stars at gmail.com and I'll just, and I am offering a sliding scale for people who need um, access to a lower cost of service. Okay. Uh, any, I know any that, specific spelling we need to know for your Gmail? Oh, um, M-E-R-E-D-I-T-H-S Lucky Stars at gmail.com. Okay. Um, Just wanted to make sure there wasn't yeah. anything different in stars or anything like any different type of spelling you might have put in there. Like stars with like three Z's. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Okay, yeah. well, um, thank you, Meredith, for coming on the show tonight. Thank you for having me. <laughs> no, it was fun. It was definitely, uh, definitely different, and um, you know, we did get a little bit of politics in there, and you know, it's always good to get a different perspective and. So people are educated on what other people think and, you know, you don't got to believe it or follow it, but it doesn't hurt to be educated right. on, uh, you know, other people's thoughts and feelings and whatnot. I do think that that's really important this year too, is sort of like being able to put your own, I don't know, your own perspectives and your own beliefs on the shelf, at least to have a conversation, just because I think that's lacking this year you know it's hard to have a conversation you know and i think that oh there is one other thing that i want to share all right okay so when it comes time to have a conversation like this one and say you are a you know there's a lot of different hot button issues or you know quote conspiracy theories or whatever we could say right like there's a lot of different things like that so i just want to give like because they do use mk ultra mind control programming in news media and movies and stuff like that so 
if you are incredibly emotional uh, when somebody brings up something like flat earth or, um, you know, when, when people talk about like just any of pick any number of the fucking polarizing AF issues that are on the table this year, right? Um, you know, if somebody brings up something like that and your initial initial reaction is emotional. Okay, cool. I think you just froze for a little bit. Yeah, of course I did. Sorry. It's all right. Um, so, of course, because I'm talking about this, like, if your instinctual response is emotional, then that is indicative of MKUltra mind control programming. Okay. So just, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I recommend to our viewers, I know Meredith went over a lot of stuff today and some things I've never heard of before. Uh, you know how to get in contact <laughs> with her. Uh, feel free to reach out and um, email her and see about setting up an appointment if you want to learn more about, you know, different things she could talk about and rates and whatnot. But other than that, that that's it for the evening. Uh, I'm Chris Corrado. Now a word from our sponsors.